Good morning, good morning, friends. Welcome again to the Been Checking In podcast, helping others. You joining in? Hello, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok channels here that we're live streaming on. Today is Monday, the twenty fifth of October, and so we hasten on. Uh, I'm doing all right, Brandon. I'm doing all right today. It's a Monday, <laughs> a more challenging Monday to face. Long time, Drarev. Nice to see you, AK. DK. <laughs> Glad to have you back again, DK. Nice to have you joining. Hello, Ali. Nice to see all these familiar names and faces coming on to the live stream. Uh, the Bin Checking Podcast. We like to focus on three key pillars on this podcast. One that is awareness. Number two is kindness. Number three is happiness. And these um, are not in any way an easy process to go through when we participate together in this podcast it is sort of like we're banding to sign up for a, a good workout a workout on a personal level though workout where we are working on us and we're going into those areas that are challenging um the kind of places where we are it's a scary thing to walk into these places because when you look at yourself in the mirror for who you truly are and you are working on becoming that next version of yourself, there's usually a lot of internal internal weightlifting that's going on. Stretching of muscles, building up of muscles. Hey, Roe, good to see you, my friend. And so, yeah, it is a courageous thing when you... Uh, Roe, I think I kind of remember you. <laughs> Forgive me, it's been such a long time, right? <laughs> Glad to have you back though, Roe. Uh, when we do sign up to do this together, it is a courageous thing. And so I want, I want to commend you guys for taking the time, taking the interest to, and, uh, to participate in this rigorous process as we look at ourselves for how we can get better in the awareness, kindness, and happiness category. Today's question is, uh, uh, for some they would consider this an easy one because they know right off the bat what it is. For others like me, however, uh, I had to sit there for quite some time and say, what? How, how do I answer this question? So tougher question again for me. Today's question is, what do you find yourself complaining about the most? What do you find yourself complaining about the most? Yeah, I sat down for a while trying to figure out this one here and see what do I complain about the most? What is it that I'm really challenged by on an ongoing basis and how can I be willing to work through that? Um, so yeah, complaining. I, I even had to ask my son here because he's with me for the day today. Do I complain? And he gave me some helpful things in reference to his experience <laughs> being on the receiving end as the son. And so I said, oh, that's really helpful. Very helpful. Complaining. I'm just going to give you um, my definition of complaining. I haven't checked the actual definition itself, but this is my attempt to uh, to define this word. I think it's helpful to define it so we know how to answer it. So the word complain is a verb, I believe. It's a verb, something that we do. When we complain, we're doing something, we're expressing something, we are saying something or thinking something. And usually it's in relation to when things don't go the way we want them to. When things don't work the way we want um things that we have in an ideal we say this is sort of what makes sense to me and here's how i expect things to be happening and then we see them turn into something different and when they don't follow through on what we were hoping or anticipating and so things go by the wayside it's like oh 
And then that is usually the place where complaining happens. When we sort of express a desire for what could be and it doesn't quite pan out and we're like, oh, this is not, this is not working out for me, right? Um, it may be that, uh, you had expectations of someone and they didn't follow through on those expectations. And so you complain, you express your lack of happiness about the dynamic and how it has played out that it didn't quite work out the way you were expecting it. It should have. That's an example of for, for one. Uh, another one might be complaining because of circumstances. Maybe you were hoping to uh, have an outdoor event and let's say it's a, a really big outdoor event like a wedding, for example. And on the day of the wedding, which is an outdoor wedding, it is a rainstorm. And so there is a very practical expression of complaining that will happen on many fronts, you know, from the family of the bride to the bride herself, the groom. Everyone's going to be at some level expressing, I think, some complaint, saying, why did this have to be this way? Something happened that was other than what you're expecting, and so you complain and say, ah. So it's that expression, and I don't want to call it a verbal expression because we can complain in our mind without anyone ever knowing. Everyone might look at you and say, man, you're always so... Um, easygoing and you never complain about anything whereas in reality you very well might be complaining on the inside but never expressing it so i don't think complaints have to necessarily be verbal i think it has something however to do with um that interior interior sense of um expressing things aren't just the way that i wanted them to be right and so um uh, that's also a really important component. And so, yes, what does that look like when we're expressing that, that level of mm, things aren't quite as we want them to? So the question again we're answering, <laughs> you guys might have some some ready answers on the fly, is what do you find yourself complaining about the most? I think at some level this question is already presuming that you and I are already in a season of complaining and I don't think I disagree. <laughs> I don't think I. I think every one of us has something that we are expressing, some sense of dread that things didn't work out as we would have liked them to, right? And so along those lines, oh yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. When we're expressing how things could have been but they aren't. Uh, every one of us has that. As human beings, we are in that season, I think, of existence where we're striving to meet our needs. We're striving to meet things at our... We, we want them to work in a way that works in our favor. And so when it doesn't, it's like, oh, one of the things, for example, I'm thinking about in my complaints is lack of time. <laughs> I'm often complaining about that, but we'll get to that. But it's that, that measure of, hey, I want things to work out this way, but they're not. And so I, I'm kind of calibrating for it by complaining about it and saying, why didn't, why couldn't this have worked this way? I would have liked it better this way than this way. And so as human beings, I, I'm not sure if we're ever at that place of complete satisfaction where everything is going in our, in our favor. I think in every circumstance, even when we have so many things working in our favor, there is some sense of, ah, oh, it could have been better like this, right? We might have had an amazing stay at a hotel that had all the amenities, and yet we, we can still be able to say, yeah, if we had to nitpick, we can still choose something to complain about, right? 
we rarely find ourselves in that place where we are ongoing in that sense, um, content. So I wonder if the antonym, which is like the meaning, the opposite meaning of this word, complain, would be contentment. If the opposite meaning of complaining is contentment, what would it look like for us to experience a bit more contentment as opposed to complaining? <laughs> These are just my suggestions, by the way. I'd love to hear some of you guys' thoughts as well if you wanted to throw them in there. But as I'm thinking of the opposite of complaining, I'm thinking contentment. Contentment to say, uh, it didn't work out the way I want, but I'm okay to keep on rolling with things as they currently are. That is a tough thing to do, right? To be able to work ourselves towards such an end. So, um, contentment, um, it takes a lot more work to be content than to complain. It takes far less energy for us to complain because it almost comes naturally. We're like, ah, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So, instantaneously, we're jumping to that threshold of, Expressing discontent. Discontent, complaining. Wow, those two really play well together, don't they? Contentment, on the other hand, takes a lot more investment of energy because it takes us saying, um, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but I'm willing to roll with this as it currently is. And so that's a difficult thing, right? A difficult thing. Hello, Juliet. Nice to see you here as well. Um, so what does that look like? That's probably one of the destination points that I want to arrive at, even as we reflect on the things that I often complain about, <laughs> the things I often complain about. Oh, Lord, yes, they are they are de definitely present and abundant. But the question is more specifically asking, what do you find yourself complaining about the most? Julian, I'm being all right. It's been a difficult season for me lately, and I'm at the cusp of some um, challenging um, deliberations that I have to make on my end. So it's that power, part of adulting that isn't always so fun. Um, I want to share with you guys just what this looks like. I know a lot of us, usually in this cultural context, we're really good at responding in the affirmative when we're asked how we're doing. Hey, how you doing? Good. And that's the response we're usually asking. And we usually give that response regardless if we're, if we're doing good or not. If we're doing good, it's like, yes, I'm doing good. If we're not, we're st we still stay good. And it just becomes one of those responses that loses its meaning, right? And so one of the things that I want to start modeling and doing more for me, and I've been doing this for some time, is how to be able to give honest answers. So Julian, even as you're asking, how are you doing? I know someone else is asking as well. Um, I always measure it in my responses. If I'm being amazing, I'll let you know. It's amazing. <laughs> if I'm not doing so well, I'll let you know. Ah, it's been a tougher season, and so I'm kind of working through some stuff on my end, and it's not ideal as it could be. So, yeah, um, Julian, I'm doing all right. I'm thankful for so many things, including being alive and having my mind, uh, places, like so many things that are going well. However, in other areas, there's still points of challenge that I am uh, processing and working through. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting my way forward. I am continuing in the fight. Good morning, my dear Jackson. Good to see you. <laughs> So that's my response to Jillian. Thank you for asking and giving me that opportunity to be candid with you guys. And happy Monday to you, Jackson. 
So we're talking about complaining today. What do you find yourself complaining about the most? We talk about complaining as an expression, not verbally, but just internally, mentally, uh, emotionally. That expression that says, I want to express that I am discontent, that I'm unhappy, that I'm not thrilled with the way things are working out in your frame of reference. And that usually looks like when things don't go the way you'd like them to, right? You're looking forward to going out with some friends and they cancel on you. Then you might complain saying, man, why do they do this? You know, I feel like this or that. Uh, or maybe you are trying to aim for a certain mark at school and you miss that mark. And so you complain saying, oh, the teacher was too harsh in their marking or maybe um, I didn't get enough sleep or whatever it looks like. You're expressing at some level internally and it may express itself externally from the internal what that sense looks like. Um, and the opposite of the word complaining we were suggesting is contentment. So to be discontent, you want to be uh, feeling content, right? Contentment, I would say, is that sense where you are okay, you are accepting, you're acknowledging the things the way they are, even if they're not working in your favor. If they're working in your favor, great. If they're not working in your favor, you're like, we'll still keep on rolling with this. We'll still accept these things as something beyond our control and keep on rolling with the punches. That's the opposite of Complaining, I believe, is contentment. A synonym of uh, complaining would be discontent or expressing discontent. Synonym meaning a word that means the same thing. Now, um, I would also want to touch on one more thing, and that is acknowledging in the contentment piece those things which are out of our control. The reality is that as human beings, we are not in control of all the factors, right? We don't have control of everything in the way that we want to see everything flowing. And so if we're not in control of everything, if we're not in control of everything, it's almost like that sense of being able to say, huh, how can we acknowledge the things that are beyond our control? And how can we move forward in being able to... Um, how we move forward in being able to, um, I guess, at least acknowledge that that is out of our control and we still have some things in our control that we can act on in moving forward. The first of which is acknowledgement, acknowledgement of things that are beyond our control, saying, yep, I can't control that factor. And so I'm willing to accept that and move forward into that zone where at least I can do something within my control. So that's a really difficult place for a lot of us to end up at, but it's a really important one for us to get to. So I'm going to see if I can even do that piece in my own um, accounting of things that I wrestle with by way of complaining. Things I complain about the most, the most, um, I would say at the very top of it, I just mentioned it briefly earlier, is lack of time. I, I'm in my 40s now. I'm continuing to get older. I seem very youthful to many. I've got lots of energy in my body. I'm able to accomplish a lot of things as I go along. And yet, and yet, <laughs> um, I am seeing that I'm, uh, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to accomplish the things I'd like to accomplish. I wish I had a lot more things in life and my experience in life in line or in order already in ways that they aren't reflected. Um, so I look at my life with a sense of, oh, I wish I had more time. That's probably my, f my primary place where I express lack of contentment. The one place where I'm like, ah, oh, things are not working as I'd like them to. And I'd like to get to that place where I could... I could, you know, 
experience something different. I wish I had things more in order than they currently are. So that's a tough thing for me too. And so uh, that's one starting place that I would say. I wish I had more time to be able to accomplish the things I want to accomplish, like providing for my family, for experiencing some wonderful things in life from traveling to, um, to just time at leisure, you know, with friends, which I don't feel like I rarely ever have because, for example, when my friends say, hey, Binium, would you join us on this trip? My uh, my uh, usual answer that I have is, I wish I could, but I can't because I just don't have time. Um, there's um, a movie my kids love watching. Uh, it's called... Oh, what's it called? The Spy Kids. It's, it's it's one of the Spy Kids movie with reference to time. And um, there's this time thief. He's stealing everyone's time. And time just seems to be accelerating really fast. And so their mission is to try and stop him from stealing time so that uh, you can enjoy the time. I've often experienced when I've done funerals in my previous uh, career how time was one of those values that people would remember when it was too late, when they're like, oh, I've wasted so much time and I wish I had that time back to make better choices, to use that time better. I wonder if I don't feel like that as well, too, when I'm reflecting on my experience of things that I complain about the most, and that's time. Hmm. Time seems to be so short. <laughs> it's just like right here and then it's gone. I've often mentioned on this podcast how we can't get back those moments that we've squandered or wasted. I commend you guys when you spend time with me here on this podcast and you listen in. This is, I believe, time not squandered. I think this is time well spent because it's our way of growing through and understanding how can we use the time while we have it, right? Because it's one of those commodities that, oh yeah, so that's a really important thing. Time is probably one of the, the primary things that I would say that I wrestle with, how to be able to use that time well. And when I don't use it well, I'm usually complaining that I don't have enough of it, right? Sometimes it's even beyond our control. Maybe we are doing the best that we can in the way that we are applying ourselves. Maybe we are spending that time really well. Maybe we're spending that time by way of saying, okay, how can I invest in this right now? And you turn, it turns out that that investment didn't quite pan out. And let's say that that time you had was not like extra spare time. It was like critical time. You invested it this way, and that investment turned out empty. So, yeah, time is, I think, one that we could all relate with, with reference to how to spend it. Sometimes it's on the opposite side. I'm speaking from the side where time is really important because I don't feel like I have enough time for myself. And yet there's people on the other side of the spectrum who have so much time. That's the point of their complaint. They're like, we got too much time and not much to do. My end is I got little time and so much to do, so much I want to accomplish, right? And yet we just, we come out of it from different ends. For those who believe they have way too much time and that's their point of complaint, that they don't know what to do with all that time, maybe because they don't have enough activities or jobs on their horizon, or maybe they don't have, um, maybe they don't have something along the lines of uh, 
uh, a passion or they haven't discovered their purpose in life, you know? So these are some things I wonder that can't be reflected on um, in reference to time. Maybe it's those who are in prison and they just have nothing to do. And so they find that their point of complaint is that time is killing them. They're like, I have nothing to do. There's nothing to think about. That can be another point that is pretty stressful for them too. So yeah, you can approach it from different angles, right? In addition to time, um, another thing I think that most of us at some point would be complaining about is the um, the limited resources that we're working with, the limitation of resources in our in in front of us, um, and what that looks like. The limitation of resources in reference to um, money, for example, that's a tough one, right? <laughs> Some of us are struggling, saying, "I wish I had more money to be able to do things I'd like to do." Right? Some of us are complaining because we have too much money because we don't know what to do with it. Oh, what do I do with all this money? Like, this is just a problem or a burden for you. Uh, for others, it's a uh, limitation of resources in other ways. Maybe um, you don't have enough um, food in the fridge, maybe. And that's your point where you're like, oh, man, I don't know how much longer I'm going to have to go hungry for, for example. Or... Um, we have too much food and no one eats or or we're throwing away too much food. Like you see how the complaining comes into play because of that reference of resources, maybe too much or too little. And so in my case, I've always been frugal. I've always been very careful in the way I'm spending. Um, and so I'm not one of those that really goes and splurges, if you will. Like I'm usually looking for the, the path forward that's going to enable me to make those frugal choices why just because again of a limitation of resources right i have to like make a little stretch a little bit further right so um yeah what does that look like for us when we're complaining about um limited resources and what could that look like even as we reflect on the other options we have because in the complaining category we're usually looking at things that didn't didn't work in our favor, right? And so I mentioned two of my heavy hitters, and that's uh, limitation of time. I wish I had more time. Limitation of resources. I wish I had more money slash um, um, resources to share, you know, like being able to uh, take others out for a meal, for example, and spend time that way or invest in others that way. Give more, you know, just because I have an abundance that enables me to give. That would be fantastic, but... Um, accounting for things as they currently are yeah that's me accounting for things i wish but aren't really necessarily so one final one that i wanted to reflect on and this is one of the ways i complain is the decisions of others let me start off with me as a parent um, as a parent i have a responsibility to raise my kids up and inculcate in them or help them understand some uh, expectations by way of um, how they can grow how they can grow as people right and so um, when that doesn't happen, <laughs> uh, I can complain saying, you guys never do this. You never clean up after I asked you to clean up. You never listen when I tell you to do things, you know? And so that complaining can come about that way too. Or maybe it's me complaining about politicians. Man, I do complain about politicians sometimes, uh, including some of the ones we have in government right now. Complaining in essence saying, man, why don't they see what seems to be so plain to everyone else, but it doesn't seem plain to them. And so I can join others in complaining on that front. And so there's also complaining of uh, decisions and uh, pathways that people take.
Now, let me finish off the last few minutes talking about the other side of cont- uh, complaining, which is contentment, I believe. So here are some three key things that I was growing an awareness of, them, one of our pillars, in um, how I complain. I had to think hard about these because it didn't come to me very easily. I had to think really diff- uh like uh, I had spent some time thinking in a very honest way. How do I express complaining? How do I express that complaint, even though it may not look or reflect well on me? But that's an important piece of how I'm growing in awareness of me, right? And as I'm growing in awareness of me, how can I now apply kindness? I'm seeing some areas in this area of uh, self-growth that I want to acknowledge and say, here are the ways that I express complaining or discontent. Now, how can I apply kindness to myself in the midst of that awareness piece? That kindness is the second pillar that we like to focus on. How can I treat myself kindly even as I acknowledge these things? Well, let me think of this. I'm reminding myself that I'm like you are, we're human beings and we fumble in our experience as human beings. We fumble in ways that say, hey, we weren't meant to be perfect. So I shouldn't be striving for perfection. Yes, I am going to make mistakes. Yes, I am going to make some calls that are unhelpful. Yes, I am going to falter on some of these things that are really important for me personally. In the midst of that, how can I acknowledge and say, I'm going to be kind to myself in the midst of this processing, this awareness piece that says, When I complain, it may be not when I'm most proud about myself in the way I'm seeing myself, but I can give myself space to grow. So what does it look like now for me to acknowledge that I complain? I'm acknowledging that there's some things beyond my control that I can't control that I still complain about. How can I accept the things that are beyond my control? For example, with time. Time keeps on ticking. It's not going to stop for me or anyone. We're all in the same uh, boat on this one here. How can I express contentment? I'm growing older, so is everyone else, but I still have time. I still have time to make some choices with with the opportunities I have in front of me. So that's one piece that I can acknowledge. I still have time. I shouldn't be looking at the hourglass continuing to fade and mourning and sad about all the sand is falling. Why don't I look at the amount that's left and be thankful for that? That's a good starting place for me. I'm going to choose to be thankful for the time I still have left, which I don't know what that looks like, but I'll try the best that I can with the time I have to make the choices that reflect my values, the things that I want to um, to um, to grow in. And so that's an opportunity I have. Number two, in reference to um, uh, complaining about lack of resources, how can I express gratitude for the things that I do have in my control there? Man, I still have a mind that can think, that can help me figure stuff out. That's amazing. I'm going to express kindness that way. I'm going to uh, reflect on gratitude and contentment. So my mind is still in a good place, and I'm really grateful for that, right? And um, how can I also be thankful for the small things that I do have and say, this is wonderful. I'm so grateful that I have these things to enjoy, even while I have them in my sphere right now. That's an important thing. Furthermore, um, how can I also express contentment in relation to complaining about others and the decisions I make, whether they be friends, politicians, my kids? Let me remind myself that these are other individuals that have their own choices that they're making, and I'm going to let them be responsible for their decisions. 
And as I let them be responsible, I'm going to remind myself that I'm also still going to practice empathy because I don't know what it's like to be in their shoes. I don't know what it's like to be able to see what they're seeing, experience what they're experiencing. Maybe things that are in their experience that are beyond my frame of reference that I can't relate to them. How can I extend that empathy that says they're trying the best that they can? It probably isn't the choices that I would make, but that doesn't matter. I'm going to let them have that space to make those decisions, even as I make my own decisions and have the freedom to do so. And in the midst of making my own decisions, I'm also going to be aware of what my boundaries are so I know how far I can connect with someone or not based on the decisions that they're making. And to be able to walk away without having that sense of needing to complain, saying, oh, why did they do this? Or why did they choose that? Or why did they express this? they're human just like me and they're trying to figure things out just like I am and so in doing so how can we extend that grace to one another in moving forward together collectively and saying how can we alleviate each other's burdens how can we make it a little easier for each other as we're moving forward in our own experiences that was a that one reached deep inside of me too Some of the ways that I complain and sharing those candidly with you guys. My goodness, what was that? What was I thinking? But no, this is really important for me. This is really important for me because this is how I engage and connect with people in this new season of transparency and honesty that I value so highly. Friends, um, I encourage you, even as you consider your own areas that you complain about the most. Don't forget to balance that with expressions of contentment and what that could be. Thanks for joining me on this 81st episode. I will see you tomorrow for episode number 82. Love you guys. Bye.